You're listening to Theology for the Rest of Us. You've got tough questions. We'll try to give you easy answers. Now, here's your host, Kenny Ortiz. Hello and welcome in. This is Theology for the Rest of Us, and I'm your host, Kenny Ortiz, recording from the great land of Central Florida, better known as the land of Mickey Mouse. Thanks for listening to this episode of the podcast. This is episode 155. We're going to be talking about one of the more unique books of the Bible, and that is the book of Ecclesiastes, written by a guy by the name of Solomon, the wisest man to have ever lived. Excited to dive into this topic because it really is a unique book in a lot of ways. Hey, before we dive into the content, I want to ask a huge favor from everyone who's a regular listener of the podcast. If you have not had a chance to leave a review, would you be willing to do that? Head on over to the uh, the you know whatever podcast app or directory you're familiar with. In particular, if you're an Apple user, maybe you're listening to this on the podcast app on your iPhone or iPad. Man, if you can head on over to uh, the directory and, and leave a five-star rating and tell the world you love the podcast, that would be a, a big, big help. A good reviews help us reach more people. So if you could do that as soon as possible, that would be great. Thank you in advance. One other quick heads up, if you don't know this already, I have another podcast. It's called the Student Ministry Podcast, and it's designed for anyone working in student ministry or youth ministry. And so if you are seeking to invest in the lives of middle school, high school, or college students, or someone you know is seeking to invest in the lives of middle school, high school, college students, I'd highly encourage you to check it out. The easiest way to find it is on the web at studentministrypodcast.com. All right, let's dive into the topic at hand, the book of Ecclesiastes. Uh, if you're not familiar, the guy named Solomon was a, a king of Israel. He was actually David's son, right? David and Goliath. His son Solomon becomes king, and he asks God for wisdom. And God gives us gives him this incredible amount of wisdom, so much so where he becomes the wisest man to ever walk the the planet. He becomes a great king of Israel, and he really leads the nation into one of the most po- prosperous times in all of Israel's history. Um, however. Solomon made some bad decisions in his life, mostly his relationship with women. He he had quite a few of them, and this really led him uh, to uh, to really eventually losing his faith in God. You know, early in his life, he seems to have this deep faith in God, this deep trust of God, this desire to to lead the kingdom in a godly manner. But over the course of time, uh, he he eventually kind of fades away. His love of God seems to fade. His faith in God seems to fade. He he toward the end of his life is feeling this kind of depressed. He's kind of in this emotional, funky moment. He feels like he's wasted his life. He's wasted his resources. You know, and if you or someone you know has ever been in this moment where you've kind of gone this, this prolonged season of life um, away from God and not living from God, and at the end of it, you start realizing, you start reflecting on your life, start realizing, man, my life was a waste. I, I wasted all my time and resources. And maybe you become depressed. It, it's obvious that Solomon's having this kind of this crisis of faith and kind of gra- grappling and wrestling with the meaning of life and and who is God and what is this life all about? And, and he's kind of, he's asking all these crazy questions and he's clearly depressed. This is at the very end of his life, right? Uh, earlier in his life, he wrote lots of great w- wise things like the book of Proverbs and a Song of Solomon and, and a variety of other things that we get 
get from Solomon that, that point to this incredible wisdom of this man. But much later in his life, he's depressed and he's a man of despair. He still has a lot of the biblical wisdom in his brain. The knowledge is still there. But now it's mixed with all these hurtful, sinful experiences. He's jaded by life. He's deeply hurt. He's depressed. There's a lot of despair. And so his, his depressed emotions are getting mixed in with the knowledge that's in his brain. And what's coming out of his mouth is seemingly this kind of mesh of depression and venting and prayer and anger mixed in with elements of great biblical wisdom, great godly wisdom. It's really unique. Um, he really is writing in kind of a poetic way. Uh, he uses a lot of you know metaphor and kind of high level you know ideas that are not literal. Uh, by any means, they're, they're, they're kind of just kind of crazy abstract ideas. There's a lot of venting, basically, in the book of Ecclesiastes. And there's a lot of just kind of, I don't know what's going on. So you, this is almost like a journal entry from Solomon at the end of his life in this situation. So as you read through the book of Ecclesiastes, if you understand what's going on in Solomon's life, this actually makes a lot of sense. And I think the, the primary reason that God gives us the book of Ecclesiastes, that the reason why God inspired Solomon to write this and he, that he orchestrated the Israelites to put this in the, in the Old Testament, um, you know, to call this scripture was because, because the book of Ecclesiastes really gives us insight as to what the emotions are when we're feeling some of these things. When we've sinned, when we faced troubled times, or we face painful moments, or we face moments of despair, but but we still have the biblical wisdom inside of us, and they kind of mesh through. The book of Ecclesiastes kind of puts the words, the emotions. So if you're wrestling through things in life, and you read through the book of Ecclesiastes, it really can put to words your feelings. It can articulate the emotions going on inside of you, what's going on in your head and your heart that you might not be able to articulate. The book of Ecclesiastes can really help articulate it in a clear way, and it can really help you process feelings and emotions going on on the inside of you. In addition to that, the book of Ecclesiastes does have lots of great thoughts. You know, just in life, sometimes there's these questions that come up as we think about them, we ponder them. They really kind of expand our thinking or they give us a new vantage point. They, they, they challenge us or push us to take a different perspective on things. And there are chunks of passages inside the book of Ecclesiastes that kind of do that, kind of present these rhetorical questions or these open-ended questions or kind of these, these questions of thought. And some of the questions that people have when they're doubting God or doubting God's love, when they're doubting God's power, doubting God's existence, when people are just kind of wrestling through the meanings of life and the purpose of things and how to handle certain situations, when all these things are coming up on your mind, the book of Ecclesiastes is really there to help put words to what you're feeling and to really help you really kind of wade through those emotions in a way that could be helpful. And I think that's why God gives us the book of Ecclesiastes. Now, if you take the book of Ecclesiastes and you take individual verses and you pull them out of the book and you try to build your doctrine on those verses, you're going to end up in trouble because Solomon says things that are not necessarily true. So you don't want to base your doctrine on that. Now, some people say, well, are you saying the book of Ecclesiastes is not true? No, no, no. The book of Ecclesiastes is true in that it's what Solomon wrote. Solomon took a pen and paper and he wrote down these words and they're in the in the book of Ecclesiastes. And there's lots of truth in the book of Ecclesiastes because it's coming from the wisest man to ever live, Solomon. However, there are other things in the book of Ecclesiastes that are not meant to be truth. They're meant to be just questions to, to cause us to think. They're, they're questions. And again, like I said earlier, there's a lot of venting. God is not wanting us 
to take Solomon's venting as gospel doctrinal truth. That is not what he wants to do. God is wanting us to read through Solomon's venting and to allow that to process or to, to use that as an element of our processing when we are venting to God and we are wrestling through whatever we're wrestling through. Or in addition to that, one of the other things that God allows us to do is to read the book of Ecclesiastes and to almost see the silliness and the absurd nature of some of Solomon's thoughts at the end of his life. When he gets to the end of his life, we see him saying things that are just sort of silly and are contrary to the wisdom that we know he has, which which God is using this to expose or show us that when you are far from God, no matter how much knowledge you have, no matter how much biblical wisdom is inside of you, when you're far from God, when your wisdom and your knowledge is not coupled with a true intimate relationship with God, with a love and faith of God, it becomes this weird, warped knowledge that's not true, good knowledge to be relied upon. God is allowing us to read the book of Ecclesiastes so ultimately we can see how foolish we will become if we walk away from God. If we make the same stupid choices that Solomon made, we'll end up in the same place making some of the same absurd, silly comments. That's the primary reason that God gives us the book of Ecclesiastes, so that we can have insight to the importance of staying close to God and remaining intimate with Him, to keep to cultivating a strong, vibrant friendship with God. We want wisdom. We want knowledge. Those things are good. But we want to make sure that we are continually cultivating real, vibrant, intimate relationship with God. Because otherwise, that knowledge at the end of our life will become nothing more than absurd venting. If you've never read the book of Ecclesiastes, it's a super easy read, very interesting, very unique. I would highly, highly encourage you, check it out as soon as possible. And as you do so, just pray, ask God, Lord, would you give me wisdom, insight into my own life as I read the words of Solomon? Will you allow his venting and his emotions and his warped realities to to, to really speak to me and give me better insight into what you're doing in my life? Pray that prayer. I promise the book of Ecclesiastes will be very valuable to you. Thanks for listening to this episode of the podcast. Hope this has been insightful for you. If you have a question or a topic that you'd like me to address on the podcast, I'd love to hear from you. Shoot me an email. The address is heyortiz at theologyfortherestofus.com. That's H-E-Y-O-R-T-I-Z at theologyfortherestofus.com. If you'd like to connect with me personally, check me out on Twitter. My Twitter handle is at Kenneth Ortiz. That's K-E-N-N-E-T-H-O-R-T-I-Z. I'm Kenny Ortiz, and this has been Theology for the Rest of Us.